Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we will be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, and other role players. Tune in every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for your latest episodes. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to About the Winelands. Today I'm talking to Rudolf Steerkamp from Haskell Vineyards. Hi Rudolf. Hi. How are things going there at Haskell Vineyards? Uh, it's going well uh, considering the situation. Um, we have good weather, it's getting colder which is great. Uh, you can already see the vineyards are going into their sleep. Um, currently busy in the vineyards doing a bit of field work getting some cover crop seeds in and uh, yeah that's pretty much it uh, not much going on in the cellar now just waiting for everything to go through malolactic fermentation and uh, getting the last bit of uh, wine into barrels and then we just wait and see what's going to happen fortunately wine is used to waiting right so we just have to be patient yeah yeah that's <laughs> true huh? <laughs> Rudolf, tell us a bit about yourself and um, how you became involved in the wine industry. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in the Garden Route. Uh, I went to an agricultural high school. That's probably where my uh, love for, for the outside profession started. Um, after high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just went overseas and I started working on all kinds of farms. And then uh, about year, year three, year four, I decided I needed to go study. And then I knew it, wasn't, it was supposed to be something in agriculture. And then I just stumbled upon uh, Elsenburg. And I saw that they um, have a winemaker's course. And I uh, just thought that that is, that is perfect. And uh, I enrolled. And I actually really, really enjoyed what I was learning and stuff. And uh, yeah. That's pretty much how I got into the wine industry is uh, just by chance. Um, after studying, I just I had a few stints overseas, uh, harvesting in Australia, obviously in France, and quite a few um, harvests here in South Africa at a few wineries. Um, got lucky in 2014, got a job at Valmut as a system winemaker, and stayed there for a year. Um, and then applied for a job at Grootkonstantin and I got that and I stayed there for four hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, and then got this opportunity in, in mid-2018 and took that on now. So yeah, here I am at Haskell. Oh, amazing. So talking about Haskell, um, Haskell has quite a, a bit of history as well. Can you share a bit of the Haskell history with our listeners? Yeah, so... Uh, the owner, Preston Haskell IV, um, he's from America and he bought, he bought this farm in 2002, total of 20, 23 hectares. Um, this farm's name first was Dombea and that's because of all the wild pear trees that grow around the, the main house. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously they they had a wool shed here and they spun the wool here and they had citrus. And then when Preston bought the farm, he pretty much ripped everything out, all the citrus, 
took the wool shed down, built a cellar and started planting vines. And um, yeah, ever since the farm has been quite renowned to produce top quality wines. That's, that's awesome. So, um, I mean, you guys have quite a few things going on there at the farm. So um, what can a guest experience when they're visiting the estate? It's right smack in the middle of all these big, very popular farms in the Helderberg. Um, what the guests can experience is something very, very unique, very, um, very special, I would say. It's, uh, we're not as busy as the rest of the tourists, not as touristy. So when you get here, it's, there's always space for you. You know, you don't feel like you're cramped in a place and uh, you can pretty much have a 360 view of the whole, um, you know, false by surroundings. We've got a restaurant and guest houses and all those things. Yeah, I see that you offer accommodation on this state. Um, how, how, much, how much guest space do you have? So accommodation wise, we've got Two, two types of accommodation. Um, they're both self-catered, fully equipped kitchen, free Wi-Fi and DSTV. Winter, winter is excellent to be here. Um, you know, we've got amazing fireplaces inside, so you can be snug as a bug. And then obviously a lot of red wine will sort you out as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, look, it's right, it's very secluded. It's quiet here. There's a lot of wildlife here. Um, on average a day, I see at least two to six pairs of fishing eagles wow. soaring above, above the estate. So there's a lot of bird of prey here, um, you know, a lot of buck in the wintertime when the grass starts to grow. And uh, yeah, and the occasional leopard does come around, but uh, they usually stay away. <laughs> oh, well. So um, you also your restaurant, um, Long Table, is quite well known. Um, uh, you know, and um, can you tell us a bit more about what Longtable offers? Yeah, so Longtable long table has been here for a while now. Um, in 2017, um, the farm took over and revamped it completely. Um, it's a great place if you really like unpretentious, flavorsome food. Um, the, the chef now is Coronel Mini, and she's really, really talented. Um, I mean, she makes probably some of the best pork bellies that I've ever tasted in a while. Um, awesome. You know, and uh, we, took, we took care and attention to detail. Um, we, we make sure that the foods pair well, or the wines pair well with the food and vice versa. So they kind of, you know, it's a, it's a bang, bang for buck as well, you know. Um, if you really like proper food and you don't, Pay, you don't want to pay too much, then this is definitely a place to be. And absolutely breathtaking views, especially if you sit outside, you know, under the beautiful indigenous trees that we have. Um, you know, it's, it's something different that we offer that's not around here in the Alderberg. Yeah, I suppose it's also important, um, you know, that you, that you as winemaker and the chef, you, you know, you're mentioning the wine pairing, food pairings, work together as a team on that. Yeah, no, definitely. So when we do a new menu, which happens, I think, every quarterly session, um, summer menu, winter menus, um, and then also for special events like uh, Valentine's Day and all those type of things, then we actually sit and then uh, she says, well, she wants to do this and this, and then she prepares the meal and then we actually try it with our whole range and see what works best with it. 
So it's not just something, okay, it just looks like it works with Chardonnay, because sometimes it really doesn't. And the red wine will work with this piece where you didn't really think about it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we take quite, quite pride in that. Well, that's excellent. So tell me, um, um, weddings and events, this is something that you also have on your website. Um, do you have other events besides weddings? Yeah, so we do birthday parties, corporate functions, year-end functions, gala dinners, um, prestigious award functions, you name it. Uh, we can cater for all of those things. Um, weddings obviously is uh, top of our list because of the setting that we have. It's absolutely stunning here and we've got the two guest houses, you know, that can accommodate the bridal party and the, you know, and so forth. And also we can sit about a hundred guests. So it's not a massive place. And uh, the kitchen can handle all these people and make, still make excellent meals for, for a pretty good price point. Um, I had my wedding here um, two years ago in May uh, in the middle of winter and we just popped up a tent on the picnic area and uh, you know it, it worked out perfect summer and winter weddings here it's um, both are, are amazing times to, to have it. Oh that's amazing. Just a quick interruption but I do need to remind you that we are currently in a very difficult time. The South African government has set up a fund where businesses and individuals can donate to support our country through this crisis. Go to the website now and add your small donation www.solidarityfund.co.za Please join us all in the fight against COVID-19. That is at www.solidarityfund.co.za Now, let's get on with the show. So to the important stuff, um, Rolf, um, tell us a bit more about your wines that you're producing and also your um, winemaking philosophy. Okay, so red is king here. Yeah? So we produce the classical varieties that surround us, Shiraz, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, and Chardonnay. So those are the few, few grape varieties that we have. Um, we definitely focus more on the Cab and the Shiraz and as well on the white side on the Chardonnay. Um, these are the most renowned ones on our farm. But uh, recently I actually had this quite a pleasant discovery that I think that our Merlot is actually quite on par with some of the best out there. Um, which I think a lot of the wine farms can't really say because it's such a hard variety to get right. Um, luckily for our terroir, I think uh, it helps a lot and we can make nice plum Merlots. My philosophy to winemaking is minimalist intervention. Um, we work really, really hard in the vineyards um, to get the best quality product to the farm or to the cellar. And then, uh, you know, don't work the berries too hard. Don't over extract it. Take your time, you know, um, make calculated decisions and um, you know, attention to detail, the smaller things, because, uh, uh, yeah, that, that obviously determines a great wine, a good wine from a great wine. Um, our, our oak regime is quite quite low. Um, I feel like the Alderberg in general, you don't really need to pound it in with oak because it's so powerful already. Extraction from the berries, um, you know, that is, it's, um, it messes with the terroir expression that you get here. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's interesting. I used to be, a, I think in the early 90s, it was, it was a fashion to over-oak um, Chardonnay a lot of times. Back in the 90s, obviously guys were just so happy to get Chardonnay that they thought they need to put the best barrels to this, this new <laughs> variety. And yeah, it was a big trend back then. Uh, I mean, I've tasted a few of the 19 Chardonnays now and uh, yeah, it's uh, oak bomb. Huh? But yes. the trend is changing. Uh, there's a lot more people moving away from new oak now and picking at different stages of ripeness. And you know, they, they're really starting to compete with the rest of the world. Not that they haven't, but I mean like they're starting to perfect their specific style expression that they want to achieve. The amazing thing about wine, right? You can really, you know, it's it's such a, a um, it's it's not a static art. It's something that that um, expands. It's, it's it's expansive all the time. Yeah, it's just evolving every time, and there's new markets out there. And I won't be surprised that something after this whole thing will will come. Something new will come out. Amazing. So, um, where are your wines sold? Um, are you exporting any of your wines? Yeah, we do. We, we export quite a bit to Europe, uh, predominantly Germany, uh, but we do Sweden and Austria and uh, so forth. Um, we're currently not in England. We definitely we have Moscow. We, we've got an importer there and we're almost, almost there in China now. Um, locally wise, yeah, we do have a few top restaurants that um, have our wines, but the best way to get our wine currently is just to drop, go online and order right from the website. Uh, and then you can drop it off at your house. I see that you know you have a wine club. So can you tell us a bit more about that? It's got quite a lot of uh, advantages. Um, obviously, you get dibs on new releases, proper discounts, and good invites to all the winemakers' dinners, events that we are hosting, you know, with, with, with us on the farm as well as on neighboring farms that you will get invited to, to keep you in the loop and just make you feel like part of the whole, the whole farming experience and the, and the you know, the, the value chain of what, what Haskell has. Oh, that sounds amazing. So, um, Rolf, um, the coronavirus, you know, it's it forced all of us to rethink our business models. And um, do you have any changes or new ideas in mind? Changing definitely what we, I think we are going to approach more online sales at the moment since the restaurant and the tasting room can't be open, um, which will be key factors. And then also doing once, once gathering start, we will do more, we'll focus more on small group gathering tastings um, and wine dinners, as well as going to wine clubs itself. That is there out there and host tastings and dinners with them. I think the main thing is, you know, um, I read some research about, um, you know, uh, keep on to keep on building your brand while, while things are not going well. If you look at, at marketing research, companies that, that kept on building their brands throughout recessions, usually outperform companies that didn't do that. So we try to get the social media platform going. I mean, everybody's in front of a TV or a cell phone or something you know so the chances of you imprinting some kind of impression on them you know is is good if you if they swipe over you or whatever the case may be so yeah it's um it's it's a working progress but we are definitely optimistic on that front okay so yourself what is the most important thing that you've learned from your wine journey uh, do not try to force something huh 
the grape can only give you so much before it's too much. Um, work slow and attention to detail. Because uh, in the end, it's the small things that is the difference between a good wine and a great wine, I think. Um, work really hard in the vineyards, make sure the plant is healthy and all those type of things with nature and not against it. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that try to force force the plant to do something. And then it, it, it's, yeah, it's an organism that has limitations. And once you need that limitation, you can work around it and make make it better. So that's pretty much what I've learned in a short career. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, let's end with this. Can you give us your very own wine quote or your favorite one? Yes, I was, I was sitting this morning and thinking about it. Can I do a quirky one or what? And then I, I thought, uh, yeah, look, uh, I thought about it this way, and I've said it to a lot of mates. Um, if you can only drink a glass of that wine, then it's probably not worth drinking then. <laughs> that is a good one. I, li I like that. I mean, if you like something, you need to have at least a bottle. I agree with you. Um, real, how do people get hold of you if they you know, want to get hold of Haskell? Uh, where did they get hold of you guys? We obviously have a website. Um, it's www.haskellvineyards.com, Haskell with two L's, and there's all the contact details of our distribution there, our, our weddings, um, you know, uh, the restaurant, everything, all the contact details is on there, our, you know, events manager, everything. So, yeah, the website is probably the best option that you have to get in contact Okay, awesome. I'll put the links um, down in the description. Prof, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking time. I know you're busy. And um, yeah, I appreciate that you took the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description.